0: Hi, I'm Jarrett Murphy from City Limits.
1: And this is Ben Max from Gotham Gazette. Today is part of our video series, breaking down key issues in the 2021 New York City election cycle. We're talking about education, always a central issue in city politics and government, and always a central issue in mayoral races and other races for office.
0: Yeah, and obviously it is that in a very practical sense, Ben. The biggest chunk of the city's budget uh, for any one department is Department of Education, $27 billion or so a year, which is something like uh, you know, a third to a fourth of what the city spends. And that's true of every city everywhere. Traditionally in America, you know, the primary focus of local governments is schools, even more than policing. Um, and I think perhaps because of that and because of how central education is to everything. Uh, in life, you know, returns in terms of income, um, your participation in democracy, everything flows from that. It's been a really vexing issue for a lot of mayors, and especially the past two. Mayor Bloomberg cast himself as education mayor, won mayoral control of schools, um, engaged in a lot of controversies about closing schools and forming charter schools, co-locating charter schools, how many stakes to attach to tests and what to do where the test scores weren't very good. And Mayor de Blasio is less associated, I think, with the issue um, because it's not the thing that has dominated his political identity, but certainly it's been a big concern over his mayoralty. And there've been a lot of different uh, elements to how he has addressed the issue and how the issue has presented itself to him.
1: Right. I mean, de Blasio got elected in part on his promise for universal pre-kindergarten. He's executed that. It's widely seen as his main legacy item and achievement, uh, his biggest accomplishment. Uh, He's clearly had a a focus of sorts on schools. A lot of what he's done is tried to kind of reverse the Bloomberg legacy. De Blasio, a very different approach, uh, some very different uh, relationships, like a much friendlier relationship with the teachers union, um, and he's had this equity and excellence agenda trying to improve all schools while he's been very hesitant to take more dramatic steps like a strong uh, desegregation push that many have called for. He even had his own advisory panel that he you know was very slow to adopt their recommendations and you know COVID has sort of forced his hand on some key issues. Uh, de Blasio also had, like many uh, other mayors and the old board of education had a real challenge with trying to improve the city's most struggling schools. And that's where some say the call for desegregating comes back into play. Um, He put a lot of resources into community school program. He's had this equity and excellence agenda that included things like more AP classes, more computer science classes, algebra classes. Um, He sort of made a push to Uh, changed the specialized high school admission process with an eye towards integration, but that fell flat, uh, and so he struggled with that. And he got a couple of mayoral uh, control of school extensions in Albany through a very tough process, um, in part because of his his troubled relationships with the powers that be. And he's been pretty anti-charter school, again, in a reversal of Bloomberg, and also very hesitant to uh, close down schools, although he's done that uh, to some degree.
0: And one of the interesting wrinkles of this issue is how the kind of power to control it breaks down. Um, and, and that goes across a couple of different levels. One thing that's, that's unique about schools, I think, compared to many other public issues is that, you know, there are people who can escape the system, you know, not, obviously, there's only one police force for New York City. Uh, there's only one set of roads. Um, There's really only one park system, but if, and we're both parents, if we decide we want to exit the system for one of a number of reasons, for religious reasons, uh, for concerns about safety, quality, even staying within New York City, you can go to private schools, you can go to parochial schools. And of course, that's part of the reason why there's choice within public schools now is to compete with that. And that's a very interesting factor that also leads to some of the vexing issues. But And
1: and that relates to obviously the question about uh, desegregating the city schools and what types of effects that might have. And of course, a lot of times those choices come down to families with resources and the families with minimal resources don't have the same choices. And that's also where the charter school discussion has come into play.
0: Right. And I think in all of this, you have the fact that while the mayor has control of the schools, thanks to the legislative victory that Mayor Bloomberg won, and that was renewed uh, on several occasions, including a couple times the Mayor de Blasio, it is not total control. Uh, He first and foremost shares power with the panel for education policy, but the mayor has a controlling share of votes there. Um, Obviously, the city council has some oversight uh, powers um, and technically approves the budget. But a lot of that money comes from the state and, frankly, from the federal government through Title I funds and other means. And the governor and state are big players too in this, as well as, of course, um, the unions. You know, this is an area of city government where unions have traditionally been very powerful, some of the biggest controversies in New York City come from when the union was unhappy with the conduct of schools and there were big strikes. Um, so there are a lot of other kind of cooks in the kitchen when it comes to education policy.
1: Yeah, there's the governor and legislature, as you mentioned, and Then there's also the state education department and the board of regents, which are, you know, quasi-independent entities in some ways, uh, a lot of appointments through the legislature there. So the power that rests in sort of state level entities on education is immense, like a lot of other powers in New York that New York City needs to ask for permission, ask for funding, ask for policy changes. A lot of it does go back to the state level. And that's where we've seen debates uh, over these last couple of mayoralties around mayoral control of city schools, but also, you know, the the cap on charter schools is at the state level and the state uh, controls the education funding purse strings in big ways that come down to the city. And some of that has related to um, funding for charter schools, co-locations, rent, things like that. So big battles um, all the time. And of course the specialized high schools I mentioned earlier, the three big ones, uh, the admissions process is enshrined in state law. And that has been a a topic of contention under de Blasio and has certainly been part of the mayoral race discussion that we're having in uh, 2021 here. And as we get to that 2021 race for mayor, and of course the other races that are happening around the city for city council controller, public advocate, borough presidents, um, you know, the issue we haven't mentioned yet that of course is dominating the discussion now is how Mayor De Blasio is managing COVID and schools. And he has taken a lot of hits, had some false starts, but also is getting a lot of, praise from from many parents and other quarters around being pretty forceful about reopening schools, and uh, and that this might be part of his defining legacy as well, although, as we're speaking, we really don't know where this is all going to land vaccination is happening Uh, things seem fairly safe in schools, but we really don't know exactly where uh, things are headed on that front.
0: Even that's a huge and that's a huge preschool. issue. Obviously, for the for the candidates running in 2021 is is you know De Blasio will finish this school year, will begin the 21-22 school year, presumably with widespread, if not total, in-person learning. Uh, but obviously, the, the successor is going to have to deal with um, the longer-term impacts of this education experiment that has not necessarily gone particularly well over the past year. What's the impact of Uh, academically of students having had remote learning for this long, of them having very uneven learning experiences, even within the same classrooms, and the emotional impact that it's had, the damage we hear about to children uh, emotionally and socially. Dealing with that is going to be the kind of portfolio of the next mayor, as well as, as you said, we we don't really know. We hope that and we, we think that we are seeing the light at the end of the tunnel in terms of COVID, um, but there obviously are variables out there with these new new variants, questions about how effective the vaccines will be. Uh, we assume things will be normal by this time next year, but you know this may not be the last time we have to think about handling schools during a pandemic and learning lessons from this one. I think a big thing we need candidates in 21 to talk about.
1: Well, like on so many other issues, you know, COVID has exposed or further exposed major crises related to education, related to just society. That includes the number of homeless students, well over 100,000 is, is the estimate, uh, that are in the school system, either in shelters or doubled up with family members or friends. Um, there's obviously the digital divide that has become such an enormous focus during COVID because of remote learning. Then going back to what you were saying, there's all the questions about the quality of remote learning and how much uh, further many students are falling behind during COVID, how much, how far some students have started to fall behind during COVID. The mayor has promised to have sort of a learning loss recuperation plan in place uh, before next school year. But unquestionably, the next mayor is really going to have to deal with the mess that's been left by COVID, that's been left by some of uh, de Blasio's failures on this issue to have a more robust, you know, remote education plan in place uh, to have bridged the di- digital divide better and other issues. And so the next mayor is facing that challenge, the, the challenges of just before COVID, again, so many under-resourced, underperforming schools, many thousands of kids who can't read at great level, who are struggling in school, Uh, kids with undiagnosed learning disabilities, kids with learning disabilities who need more resources and more attention, um, and these huge resultant gaps in college and career readiness that still exist in the city. Even as we've seen graduation rates and test Mm -hmm. scores creep Mm -hmm. up, there are still these major problems in city schools that were here before COVID and have only been exacerbated.
0: And the resource issues and the questions about readiness obviously overlap with you know the deep racial segregation of the school system, which you know is quite striking when you look at, at different schools. And obviously that is something that de Blasio has uh, been uh, pressed to deal with and there was a, a task force that produced a report on that and some recommendations and the mayor you know did move to implement um, a kind of lukewarm version of those this year by removing middle school screens and changing a, a kind of particularly egregious uh, geographic screen for high schools in one particular district um, but there's a lot of pressure to do more when it comes to, the test for the selective high schools, the gifted and talented program, the non-SHSAT high schools of which there are many, and and frankly don't have the single test standard, which for all its flaws, at least is a a quasi objective standard, have a much more complicated and subjective mix of ways to screen who comes to those schools. Uh, Fixing that is something that there's a lot of pressure on the mayor to do, but it's very, very complex and a lot of different um, allies and enemies and kind of fractures in that issue. When you try to talk about dealing with the SHSAT test, there are people in the black and Latino communities who are concerned about racial disparities and how the test uh, enforces them, reinforces them. And then you have parents in the Asian community who tend to be very well represented in those schools who believe that changing the test would harm uh, their children's um, ability to access those schools. Um, I think two other issues that come to mind too are school safety, um, a lot of pressure to remove police from schools, but the concerns about how you then handle the fact that there is sometimes violence in schools and you know, violence and discipline are a, a key problem or a key obstacle to learning. And the one thing that, that maybe is for another time but connects to this is we're talking here about K through 12, but um, for a lot of students in New York City, public schools connect directly to the CUNY system. Um, which is an incredibly important system that's under a lot of pressure, dealing with its own kinds of segregation and resource issues. And frankly, is where some of the preparedness issues you've talked about um, really come to bear when students are in college being asked to do college level work and finding that their, their writing skills or their reasoning skills are not up to snuff.
1: Right. And I think it's important that you mention um, you know the, the wide range of things here that, that um, the mayoral candidates as they're appearing at these endless number of forums are being asked about include a lot of the hot button issues like SHSAT and the specialized high school admission, uh, gifted and talented, uh, school screens, school safety and, and, and those issues that you just mentioned. There's been limited discussion about CUNY and there probably needs to be a mayoral forum just focused on CUNY. Um, but you know, it's notable that in the mayor's race, only one candidate so far, as we're talking at least uh, here in mid-February Uh, Sean Donovan has put out a detailed education plan, a number of other candidates have put out bits and pieces of their education agenda, and many of them have been answering education-related questions to give a a sense of their stances at these forums, and there's a wide range within the Democratic primary of viewpoints on a number of these topics that are, you know, voters need to sort out, we in the media need to sort out and and help show voters, um, and and some of that's happening and much more will be. Um, there seems to be a, a good bit of consen- consensus in the field that mayoral control of city schools needs to stay, although there's a couple of different viewpoints on that. Um, but there's a lot of talk about some of these hot button issues that often without a really detailed education plan being put out by the candidates sort of obscures a lot of what the mayor and their school's chancellor really does with the school system. And so much of that is sort of about um, a broader vision for management for how principals, you know, how much control over their schools principals have, the roles of superintendents, the resources that schools have. You know, we talk about school safety. A lot of times that discussion is focused on police and school safety agents and whether there's NYPD officers that are armed in some schools, metal detectors. But then often that leaves out, you know, the role of guidance counselors and social workers and nurses at schools. And those are, you know, important topics for the mayoral candidates to talk about as well especially if they're talking about removing uh, school safety agents or NYPD officers from school, what's their plan for bringing in those other
0: resources? Yeah, I mean, it's really a soup to nuts issue, right? I mean, we're talking about, you know, vision, what, what is the role of schools? What should we be preparing students for? Um, how, again, as you said, how do you manage this massive system? Write down a qu- questions about pedagogy. I mean, you were a teacher, my, my mom was an elementary school teacher, and you know, I know there is an ongoing debate about whether to teach kids who are younger a uh, whole language or phonics in terms of how they acquire language. And obviously there are questions about how you deal with something that New York City uniquely has to deal with which is students coming in um, who do not have an English language background sometimes coming here in high school and uh, you know facing the pressure of deciding how to prepare for a career or college on a much tighter timeline timetable than, than others. Um, I think this all kind of boils down to the fact that in these debates, we're probably not gonna get into a lot of these more granular issues, but we have to think about big questions um, for candidates. And I think one of them for me is this question about integration and how do you you know, it pr- preserve some of the good aspects of having different kinds of high schools and, and different kinds of other schools, um, middle schools without having this stark uh, disparity of resources and these unfair racial skews? I think that is a a very thorny question, um, and it's not something that slogans will answer, and that's certainly one I want to have answered. What's what's one or two of yours?
1: Well, I think, um, you know, along with what we mentioned earlier about a plan for making up for, let's just call it, COVID learning loss, um, you know, is essential, and what does that plan look like? But then broader than that, as I said before, what's your plan for underperforming schools? How do you do school turnaround? And does that tie into a more sweeping vision of school desegregation, which in itself is a school improvement plan uh, across the board? One of the other things I'd point to is This combination of what qualities are you looking for in a school's chancellor, what type of schools chancellor would you appoint, do you have any names of course would be nice to hear from from candidates, although they're often hesitant to to say those. Um, And how would you and that chancellor manage this massive bureaucracy what kind of changes would you make to DOE central headquarters and to the roles of superintendents principals and others. And I'll just throw one more uh, in there. Overcrowded schools and large class sizes are huge issues. Again, this is the nuts and bolts of sort of managing the system. And there, is a way, there are ways that have been pointed to to both uh, reduce class sizes and reduce school overcrowding that the next mayor really needs to take a look at or develop new strategies to do those things. But that's something I wanna hear from these mayoral candidates is how would they address school crowding and class size uh, challenges?
0: Well, audience, lucky for you, there'll be no test on this material. This is just a review session, but hope you found it helpful. Hope you'll stay tuned to citylimits.org and gothman.com for coverage of the race and to Max and Murphy on WBAI 99.5 FM every Wednesday at five. And of course, as we say, every time we do one of these, go to vote.nyc for information about who's running and whether or not you're registered.